Hello, I'm Brandon Martini, a commercial pilot and flight instructor. And I'm Carson Vasquez. I'm a private pilot. And you're listening to the Aviation Mentors Podcast, sponsored by Stratus Financial. So buckle up, because the Aviation Mentors are taking off. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Aviation Mentors Podcast. I'm so sorry about no episodes last week. Uh, we were at the Fasana Conference with Stratus, and it was so busy we didn't get a chance to record like we usually do. Uh, but us being busy is a really good thing, obviously, because we get to get funded to make more episodes like this. So make sure you go check out Stratus Financial's uh, site. And if you're looking to uh, build time or or become a pilot, you got to definitely go uh, check them out to, to see if they can help you finance your dreams. Uh, today, though, we have a really awesome guest for the podcast. Uh, he's a great friend of mine. We've been, we've been friends for several years now. He's actually uh, uh, DeMars' cousin. Um, and we've got Johnny Ballon on the uh on the podcast with us today welcome johnny oh what's up guys thanks for being on johnny um i've, I've known you for a couple of years now so it's kind of cool getting to watch everything that's happened with you see you going from flying to now you're in the bigs so i want to hear all about it and the first thing we always ask is how long have you been flying and how did you get into aviation it was actually four years on february 11th last month so just over four years and a month now I got into aviation. Uh, Mr. Martini there sitting right next to you. We were, uh, went out for my birthday, and he uh, invited me out for a demo flight. And uh, I was hooked, to say the least, from the second uh, my hands touched the oak. It's been a, you know, my life mission from now on, from that second on, you know. By the way, um, I we went out and we had Korean barbecue for his for his birthday, and then he was like the next day I was like, oh come on down, I'll, I'll take you flying. And by the way, I ask, I don't know, I offer a lot of people the chance to go up in an airplane, and believe it or not, hardly anybody ever takes me up on it. I would, it's crazy how many people don't. Johnny was different. He literally like showed up at the airport at like nine in the morning the next day and was like, what are we going? When are we going? What are we flying? I'm I'm so ready. And uh, he did. He took that flight and literally his whole life trans- transformed into an airplane guy. He went from a truck guy to an airplane guy like overnight. Yeah. Um, it was pretty cool to watch. Like, and I remember going through all of the stuff myself and I started off with, oh, you get to do a demo flight. And, oh, let's get one sign for my house and let's get one little thing for my house. And then it turns into I go into his house now and it's like airplane memorabilia all over everywhere everywhere it's it's my bar cart my bar cart's a delta push bar cart see yeah i mean it's pretty it's pretty crazy what was your first aviation job what did you do to uh to get to your atp minimums which we know is is generally 1500 hours uh yeah generally speaking it's 1500 there's some some steps that'll let you in around a thousand with some partnerships but uh what I did is i i i built my time on my own so i i purchased my own aircraft and i would I would just fly around just for any, any given reason, do absolutely anything. Anybody want to fly? Let's go. We got food to go get. I mean, anything I can think of to, to build some time I did. Uh, and it didn't take a lot, a lot of time. I mean, it took me, I mean, just over a year to get there. I mean, maybe a year and a half to get to that 1500 hour mark. My first job was SkyWest Airlines. Uh, I flew the ERJ there. And uh, I mean, I, I love that. I love that job and I love the company. I thought it was a really great company. I just wanted bigger. I wanted more. So how, well, how was it flying that ERJ? Uh, ERJ is one of the most technologically advanced aircraft in the world right now, actually. It's a, it's a great aircraft. Super, super easy to fly. I mean, it does have its flaws, but absolutely fantastic aircraft. 
pretty cool. Um, I, I don't know if you've listened to that last episode we did with Matt. I think he was the last airline pilot we've had on. Yeah. So, you know, Matt got hired on by Sky West and was flying the same plane. So it's super cool watching you guys both go on the same path. But how did you get there? Uh, what was it like getting hired by an airline? Stressful, to say the least. Super stressful. So when I made the transition, it was uh, the, the hiring frenzy had just started. But I mean, it didn't it didn't it wasn't how it is now. It was a little different. Um, they were still really strict. My interview was about four hours uh, and it was a grill, just a grill interview. Preparing for the interview. I mean, I prepared months in advance. It took me months. I mean, I did. There was a 43 page gouge uh, about any question they could possibly ask me. And they I mean, it went from as basic as tell me about a time questions to I want you to dissect a turbine engine for me and tell me what, you know, each blade does, you know, and each space of the compressor. Um, so, I mean, I mean, anything that was on there, we went through. So, you know, that's it's obviously a lot of, of info you have to memorize and get ready for. But where do you find those kind of resources uh, to prepare for the interview? Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff that we kind of go through. Uh, there's um, uh, online is probably your best resource. I just went online and whatever airline you're possibly getting a job at, there's different resources online. There's interview prep companies that that are fantastic. And I strongly, strongly urge anybody in the in the transition there to focus towards or lean towards an interview prep company. Got it. That, thank you. I mean, a lot of the listeners are it's all their dream. Uh, for most people, getting to the airlines is, is the big goal. Yeah. Uh, so with those resources, did, did you have a, a favorite one that you spent most of your time on? And when you got to the interview, how much did it help? So if you want to go for United, there is a specific interview company that focuses that on United or American or wherever wherever you want to go. You want to go FedEx. or There's companies that focus specifically on that. So you'd have to find whatever company is tailored towards the interview process that you your specific airline is asking from you. Uh, they all want to see different things. Their company cultures are all different. They want to see, they all know you can fly. You got 1500 hours. They, that's not the question. They know you can fly. They just want to see that one, you can fit in with their culture, can conform to kind of what they want you to. Did you do a zoom interview or did you do an in-person? Uh, I've done both actually. So with SkyWest, it was both. Um, and same thing with the, my current airline was, was both nice. So I kind of want to know the emotion behind it. So when you, you already did the zoom interview, I'm sure that's nerve wracking. We all get nervous when we're doing an interview and talking to somebody new. Right. But walking into the building and like walking up and putting your name on, I don't know what you had to do, but, um, what was it like walking into the building and like sitting down? Were you nervous as all hell? Like what was, what was going through your mind? Well, I always say dress to impress. First off, when you walk into something like this, you get one chance at a first impression and they will, they will take you, that one chance from you. And you walk into the building and it's just a huge, massive building. And you're walking in with the first thing you see is all of your competition. I mean, everyone's there for that one job and you know, half of you get it, half of you won't. So, I mean, yeah, nerve wracking to say the least. Uh, I mean, as pilots, you're trained to do well under pressure. So that's also kind of why they structure it this way, I guess. How long, how long was the interview? 
technical side of it, there's a few parts. There's an HR side of it and a technical side of it. HR side of it wasn't too bad. It was about an hour and a half. Technical side could range upwards of three hours. So it's kind of like a check ride. I mean, you're sitting there with one or two people like grilling you for three hours. Correct. So the technical side of it, current my current airline, we had uh, two current line pilots, uh, captain and an FO, senior captain, senior FO, and a retired captain that all had through their experiences out there, what they've personally seen on the line. And the technical side of it was they want to see how I would have reacted to their certain, their questions that they asked. Nice. Uh, to kind of another question and, and going in a different direction now. I know that you, you flew GA a lot. You really love GA. I know you built all your hours in that 340 that we've had a lot of fun in going to Oshkosh and we, oh, we can tell some stories about the Oshkosh trip too. Oh yeah. Uh, that was an interesting one, <laughs> especially coming back at 18,000 feet at IFR. We'll just save that for another episode for sure. <laughs> uh, but so you've flown a lot of GA stuff. I've flown a lot of GA stuff with you. What was it? What's it like? I know you still fly a little bit of GA. What's it like going from GA to airline and kind of going back and forth? I know that you mentioned the other night when we were chatting, yeah. the, the flare is a little higher <laughs> and your current, uh, current metal that you're flying. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's gotta be a little interesting. Yeah. So uh, every time I come back in the GA, it kind of scares me a little bit every time I fly GA now. And I used to not have this fear of propellers. I mean, I thought it was a joke when everyone's like, no, I don't fly those things with those, you know, twirly things on the front of the engines. I thought it was a joke. And I just now realize how truly safe the good maintained, the well-maintained planes are and how unsafe the unmaintained planes are. Yeah, I guess that's the difference when you have an airline doing all that maintenance that has to be so strict as opposed to, you know, just uh, kind of hoping for the best that everyone follows the rules, which most people do. but yeah, certainly there's people that, that don't. And uh, I, it's a whole another world of safety with an airline. Oh, yeah. And yeah, that, that's something that's regulated way, way more heavily than everything in GA. Yeah, I know the difference in maintenance policies from just the backyard A&P mechanic, which I would never trust, uh, to somebody uh, who's well-trusted, like Rich at Kavu, to what the, the maintenance shops do um, at airlines. I mean, I've seen the quality of people in all three places and they're vastly different everywhere. So yeah, I totally get it. Um, so what are you flying now? Uh, I know you, we've mentioned an airplane before. How did you get to fly it and how much are you enjoying it? So I fly the 747 now. I'm a first officer. Um, I absolutely love it. I've always wanted to get international flying experience. Um, been through uh, every continent now except for Antarctica. I've uh, experienced, I mean, the experience I've gained in this this last, you know, eight months of flying the line is, I mean, absolutely tremendous. I mean, I, it's a fantastic aircraft. I mean, it broke my heart when the last one rolled off the assembly line. Uh, it is an icon in, in the industry. I mean, it's the most iconic aircraft ever, ever made. I mean, you can go anywhere in the world right now and you show them a picture and they're going to be like, that's a 747. When I, the first time I walked up to it, it, I mean, it, you don't really comprehend how massive this aircraft is until you come up to it and you're five feet from it and you have to bend your neck all the way up to look at the top of it. The size of the rudder is a wingspan of a CRJ 200. You know? So it, it is massive, massive aircraft. But when you're sitting in the cockpit, it feels like a 172. It flies like a 172. An aircraft is an aircraft. 
Yeah, that's what I always say. An airplane's an airplane. Oh, yeah. It's going to fly. You've got air going over the wings. It's going to be flying. It's airplane's an airplane. Maybe, maybe the systems behind it might be a little bit more complex, but oh, yeah. air, airplane's an airplane. But I have a, a short story. I was with Rich doing a pre-buy um, up north in Washington. Him and I were going up there to buy a, a little Cherokee 160, um, and we I ended up getting the airplane. But we went up there, and we were there for like three days, so... And the weather wasn't great. We couldn't do certain things. We wanted to fly back. We couldn't. So we went to go look around. So we went to the Boeing. We did a Boeing factory tour and we got to see seven fours there. Yeah. Um, right. There was a couple other cool airplanes we saw. I don't remember which which models we saw, but uh, it was fantastic. And then we even we even saw them when they weren't even completed in process of completion and then no paint even on them, which I thought that was kind of neat. You see a bunch of giant airplanes at this little airport with no paint on them obviously they have no interiors they have no anything so it's pretty cool but that 747 is definitely iconic you're right you can show it to anybody in the world and they'd be like wow that's the queen of the sky uh, which is which is fantastic um, my goal has never been to fly one because i like my little airplanes i know johnny think i'm crazy but i like my little airplanes that make me feel like i'm on the edge of my seat a little bit in life um there's too much redundancies in 747s they're too safe uh, <laughs> I, w- I want to be at the control of my own destiny right no, I'm just kidding. But I, I definitely, I definitely want to just fly in the back of one one day. I mean, I want first class in the back of a 747 flying to like Dubai. Like that would be kind of a, a cool, cool moment for me. I want to do that. There's only a few airliners. I mean, airlines that still fly it. Uh, I mean, your best bet's Germany. I think Lufthansa still flies the 800 and they, they have a fantastic first class. Let me tell you. Oh, I'm sure. And you know what? I would even go for an A380, and I think I'd be pretty happy with that, too. There's still several of those flying around, but I think they discontinued making those, too. They stopped making those, too. Yeah, these giant airplanes are just not uh, what they used to be. I think probably in terms of fuel efficiency now, probably not the best. Fuel efficiency is what the seven and seven eights kind of took over the market. I have to say, though, I've flied in the 777, and... Uh, and flying in that 777 is a beautiful airplane, at least in the back of it, that's for sure. So, well, Johnny, thank you so much for being on with us. We had a, a great time talking with you and asking you a ton of questions today. And uh, I absolutely loved hearing your perspective. And I know we've already talked, we're going to have you on the uh, on the podcast again pretty soon. Uh, we're going to talk about some in-depth uh, interview questions, uh, which will be pretty fun. Uh, so everybody can kind of keep an eye out for that. We should do that within the next month or so. Um, and it'll be a great time. Yeah, thanks for being on with us, Johnny. Um, super cool just hearing about your story, going from pretty much a demo flight to uh, 747 pilot in four years. It's it's awesome. Uh, I you know you've always been goal oriented. You have to be to be able to get to where you are uh, in such a short time. So I, I think that you know short journey to get to such an awesome position. Uh, it's inspirational to at least a lot of entrepreneurs and, and people that are self starters. So uh, especially people consider a career change like you went through, which is super common. Uh, a lot of pilots do that. And it's an awesome journey to watch. So thanks for being on with us. Uh, excited to talk to you again soon. All right. My pleasure, man. I'll see you guys next time. Thanks so much. And as always, if you'd like to reach out to either one of us, you can reach us at Twitter or Instagram. For me, it's at Mr. Martini Guy or for Carson, it's at Carson underscore AV17. You can reach us also. And some of you have. So thank you guys for uh, reaching out to us by email recently. Can reach me at Brandon at AviationMentors.com or Carson at AviationMentors.com. And as a wrap-up for the day, remember, we're here to guide you in your aviation journey. So fly safe and enjoy the ride. See ya.